0: Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a series of discussions about American power, politics and society. On each episode, I will talk to an American expert or an expert on America about something that's going on in America in 2023. I am delighted to be joined today by the spectator's much adored contributor, Sean Thomas, who is an author of fiction and lots of great journalism. And we're going to be talking about UFOs or, as the Pentagon prefers to call them, UAPs, which stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena or Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. Sean, UFOs, I'm going to stick to calling them UFOs, have been in the news a lot recently. There was a congressional hearing the other day into UAPs, UFOs, and quite a lot of high-level, very respected people in America, from President Obama to John Brennan, former director of the CIA, to many others, have been talking about this phenomenon and talking about it quite seriously. And so it sort of seems to be moving in kind of Washington, at least, or among elite Americans, it seems to be moving from the realm of conspiracy theory, X-Files, crazy talk, to something that serious people, if you like to call people serious people, are talking about very seriously. You wrote an excellent piece about this. Can you just try and sum it up and explain for us what you think is going on here?
1: I think I gave five different possible explanations as to how you can explain what is going on in Washington holistically. You've got to take it in the round. The actual evidence for UFOs, UAPs, that we've been shown is quite meagre. It's, you know, if not feeble. Given that we've all got iPhones and stuff, there should be billions of amazing photos of these things if they really are flying around. But there's lots of typically blurry, grainy photos and videos, which are very disappointing, ultimately. But the bigger evidence is the reaction of people who, who are on the inside or in the elite, politically, journalistically, in the military, in the Pentagon. They are reacting like they are seeing something much more urgent and impressive. And, of course, they might be, because the, the one theory is that all the best stuff has been classified. So wh- how do you explain the reaction of all these senior people to what is unimpressive evidence? I said either they are going mad co- collectively, which sounds yeah, ridiculous, yeah. or they are involved in some enormous psyops campaign to try and persuade adversaries like China that America has amazing... You know, retrofitted engineering from ufos or they really believe they're seeing extraterrestrials or non-human intelligence and they're wrong or they really believe they are seeing them and they're right which is the most preposterous and yet also could be plausible
0: well i mean one reason you didn't put which i suppose could equally be the case is that it's not the US military that has this incredible tech. It's actually yeah. China or an adversary has this incredible tech and American, the Americans who are observing it can't quite understand it.
1: But uh, these observations date back at least 20 years. In the congressional hearing, I think the guy who saw the tic-tac, David Fravor, that was 2004. So this would imply that either China or Russia had... Aircraft, spacecraft that could fly at fourteen thousand miles an hour two decades ago, if they if they had, which makes no sense. If what Russia would by now be in Kiev, if it had spacecraft that could fly at fourteen thousand miles an hour, it would be it would have conquered the West and and ditto China and Taiwan. So that doesn't make sense either. The trouble is with all these explanations, they're all ridiculous. So, but one of them has to be true. Which one is it?
0: Do you think it might tap into? Well, a couple of things. Firstly, it could tap into America's almost fetish for classification. And we see this with the Trump classified document story. Now, it's now Biden classified document story, Mike Pence and others, that there's an awful lot of making things top secret in America. There's a sort of. Obsession with the idea that the government knows things that it can't really talk about, and Americans love things like that. They love the Secret Service, and maybe finally, the sort of the elite are giving the public what they want on that shit in a sort of theatrical, performative way.
1: Uh, yeah, that's that's totally plausible. But I don't think it's just Americans who like to think that there's somewhere there is this enigmatic government agency that actually knows everything and is organising everything. I think it's almost a human universal. You could explain religion as that. Is there is a somewhere, there is a somewhere slightly out of our bandwidth, there's an amazing explanation for everything. That's definitely part of it. But also, I think genuinely, as you implied, American agencies don't seem to talk to each other. The Pentagon will hide things from the CIA. Who will hide things from the FBI? You've got all these internal little agencies within the Pentagon jealously guarding their territory. And and that really isn't helping. And I think Congress is now trying to get over that and finding it quite hard to overcome resistance within all these different agencies.
0: Or could it be that conspiracy thinking, or or someone we both know, Damien Thompson, called it counter-knowledge, he wrote a book about it, has taken over you know, not just slightly Americans on the fringes, but it's taken over everyone because we're now in a post-truth universe where you may as well buy conspiracy theories because anybody's idea of the truth is as valid as anybody else's.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it's only going to get worse, isn't it, with AI able to create completely convincing... Soon the photos of of extraterrestrials will be really good because AI will will start inventing them and they'll be very convincingly slightly blurred but not that blurred and... And after that, I don't know where we go. Where will you find the truth? So, yeah, we are, unfortunately, heading even, even further down the rabbit hole of conspiracy, I think. It's going to get even more difficult to sieve out what is true and what isn't. But we have to, because this is really quite important. I mean, all of those explanations, they're all equally disturbing in their own way. You know, Americans have gone mad, they're all conspiring, they're, they're hallucinating, there are non-human intelligence. Whichever one it is, is really important.
0: But you sound a little bit more sceptical here than, dare I say you do in your piece about the possible reality of it. You've, you've admitted that it could be scary there. What do you think? The sort of justification for believing it is the sheer size of the universe and you know the possibility that there must be some other life forms out there, and if they are, they could be much more advanced than us. Do you buy that?
1: Yeah. Um, what's the phrase? Is it Firm is Paradox? I mean... Uh, if there are people out there in the universe, where are they and why haven't they made contact? And there are various explanations as to as to why that might be. I mean, given the scale of the universe, there almost certainly are other intelligent civilizations, I would say at some point in the last 15,000 billion years, whatever it is, so have evolved. So why haven't they made contact? They, is, it, is it the case that they all get to a certain stage and kick and totally kill themselves with an ecological poisoning? Is it the case that they are, they cannot conquer the speed of light problem? There are various reasons why they haven't made contact. So personally, it's completely conceivable that I would say if these are non-human intelligences visiting us, my guess is they would be inorganic drones. So think of the way we sent out as when the European civilizations went out to explore the world, they sent out ships like, great optimism across the vast oceans, thinking they might fall off the edge of the world. So I can, I can conceive of alien intelligences doing that, just sending out drones to see what's out there. I've, I find it much harder to believe that they are personally buzzing over the White House.
0: Do you think it might be, and again, I'm wrong to say this is just an American thing, but it does seem particularly American to always be searching for the a new frontier... And perhaps it's, a, perhaps it's a frustration at the lack of progress in space travel, relatively speaking, that we've had in, since America put a man on the moon, that um, now Americans and others are convincing themselves that they must be coming to us because we're not getting to them.
1: Possibly, but then the biggest UFO flap prior to this one was probably 1947 Roswell and Roswell, which coincided with the, the first nuclear explosions. So people who believe we are being visited by extraterrestrials or intraterrestrials or whatever you call them, one of the theories is that they are paying us a visit because they're intrigued by what we're doing or alarmed by it. They were alarmed back then in 47 because we had nukes and they are alarmed now because we're about to cross the technological singularity and invent AI. Which will change civilization again in a fundamental way, and maybe make us super powerful. If you buy into all of this, which I'm not sure I do, but if you do, then then there are, there is a sort of rationale as to why they'd come back right now, looking at us.
0: Uh, you're a writer of fiction. Have you always been drawn to science fiction? And and is there a particular American quality to science fiction that you like? I mean, I think you know uh, Ray Bradbury, Kurt Vonnegut. I'm,
1: I'm drawn to science fiction really i mean i enjoy it uh, i like star wars but i'm not i'm not a massive fan but i am drawn to the mysterious and uh, yeah that's totally true i write thrillers and you know this also i'm drawn to the scary and it is quite scary the idea that, that there's another you know mind out there and it's not human it is quite a fearsome thought so yeah i, I mean i that engages me completely and I, I think also america you could say america is more involved in this because for 50 years, they've been the people who've had the money and the leisure to do it, to park the car and stand up and look at the skies. You know, and most of the world's been catching up and has now largely caught up. But for 50 years, it was American. I mean, the American GDP was way in advance of anywhere else in the world. So they were the people who are, and they had the technology, and they had all these reasons to like to think what else is out there, whereas other people are thinking just about you know putting food on the table. But now, actually, this if you look at the data, UFO sightings are spreading around the world, which shows there is greater interest in China and Brazil, places like that.
0: Let me offer one more cynical uh, explanation for it, which might be that the sheer scale of the Pentagon budget is... Sort of unjustifiable, you know, trillions every year, trillions of dollars every yeah. year. The, the, and the course, Chinese are catching up, you I mean, awesome. know, and the Chinese are catching up. Well, and both the Chinese and the Americans then have to justify all this spending, True, not right. just on the possibility of war with each other, but on the possibility of a much greater threat, which would require much more expensive surveillance, etc. Yeah, I
1: mean, that is one obvious explanation. Um, but then you've got to ask, why are all these journalists and senators in both parties who, who might otherwise be against major military spending, buying into it all? And these ex... Because admitting to any possible belief in UFOs has always been extremely embarrassing, if not career-ending. There was a huge stigma attached to it for decades. I mean, just making this podcast, you think, who's going to listen to it? They're going to think I'm mad. So... <laughs> but I'm not. I assure the reader. <laughs> but, so for someone like Obama to come and say what he, what he said on that talk show in America, was really quite brave, really. I mean, because and, and, he risks mockery and derision. So the Pentagon explanation is kind of neat, but doesn't really cover all the evidence we're seeing in terms of reactions from elite members of the American establishment.
0: Yes, that Obama quote's worth citing, actually. I've got it here. Yeah, He said in 2021, he said, there's footage and records of objects in the skies. We can't explain how they moved their trajectory. And so I think that people still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. That was a kind of crucial moment in this story, wasn't it? Because that's where people started to say, aha, if a president's talking about it.
1: Yeah. It was also very interesting. It was on it was an amusing talk show. And he was joking beforehand. Then he suddenly turned very serious and he stopped smiling. And he said that almost directly to camera. And it sort of was there was a strange vibe about it, like he was revealing something. Now, why would Obama, what's he got to gain by saying that? It, unless he really believes it's true. I mean, is he really trying to boost the Pentagon budget? You know, I mean, it's, it's, I find it quite inexplicable on multiple levels.
0: Or could it be, and again, I'm probably being boringly cynical here, but could it be that American politics has descended into the entertainment industry and that now, you know, the fact that Obama said that on a kind of comedy quiz show, he loved going on those shows, he went on them a lot. And then Donald Trump also, you know, we talk a lot about the reality TV presidency a lot with him. Apparently some of these documents that he hoarded to himself may have been about UFOs. And that presidents themselves see part of their job now is to sort of titillate the public and entertain them.
1: You're being very cynical. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, against, I mean, fair enough, but against that, I would put, you know, Trump, I think, is the only recent president... Who's come out and flatly said no? ET is rubbish, and there, there's nothing out there, as far as I know. I mean, they, they, you know, they say so much. Who knows? But so, and he's the ultimate titillating president, and and he said no. There's nothing.
0: Maybe that's why we should actually start to take this seriously now. Yeah.
1: Yes. Exactly. If Trump says it's not happening, then it's probably happening. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they are out there. Who knows?
0: And Sean, where do you predict this going? Do you think this? I mean, obviously, if aliens come down and and take us over, then that's where it will end. But where do you? predict that this sort of mania will go, or will it fizzle out as, you know, there's been, as you've said earlier, there have been flurries of interest in it before?
1: I mean, it's pretty much impossible to predict. But, I mean, in previous flaps, they have fizzled out after a year or two. But this has been going on now for... I think the New York Times made the first crucial revelations. Yeah, then again, the New York Times, in a very serious newspaper, they published that first famous article about 2017. So that's six years ago. Mm. And it's only got greater since then. So, I think this is almost unprecedented in terms of it, of something gathering momentum rather than fizzling out, you know but of course, it could fizzle out tomorrow, and we really are going to need to see some evidence quite soon or people will just say, well there is just it's, there's nothing there but you know Congress is pursuing it, so
0: can you remind listeners what that New York Times splash, I think it was said? It was that the Pentagon has far more sightings on its files than Previously acknowledged, was that?
1: Yes, and I think that you know, there was a, a flurry of articles, but I think the first one spoke about the, the crucial, the videos, the gimbal video, the go-fast video that had been leaked from the Pentagon, and there were people saying this was true. I could be wrong on this, but this is my, my memory of it, but they weren't confirmed you know the veracity was unconfirmed but then a year or two later the pentagon said yes these are genuine videos we we have had in our possession and they are now unclassified and we cannot explain them so the dam broke with the new york times article and then the pentagon astonishingly said yeah this is real and we don't know
0: what it is but as you said at the beginning the footage that we have seen is highly unconvincing
1: it is i mean it's undeniably you know impoverished really you know and You keep thinking these guys are flying around in these jets. Just take your damn phone out. (laughs) No, really, is it that hard? And that is why I'm also as much sceptical as I am credulous because it's. And also, why aren't people doing this? A billion great cameras out there. Someone would have some good footage.
0: The, The sightings are most commonly spacecraft moving at extraordinary speeds that are not understandable.
1: Yeah, no, they're also, some are, they hover, they just stay motionless, which also can be quite inexplicable. It's very hard to stay motionless in the air for like six hours. Like, so a balloon, a lot of them are called that they're described as being actually weather balloons, but a lot, but a lot of them do not exhibit balloon like behavior because balloons are buffeted about by the wind. You cannot stay completely stationary in the sky. So there's multiple different behaviorisms exhibited by these so called UAP. And occasionally, some of them do seem to fly at 14,000 miles an hour and plunge into the water. So, yeah, I don't Um, know. But
0: (laughs) they haven't been recovered. I think uh, Jimmy Carter, in 1969, he said he thought he'd seen something and then kept it to himself and then did report it in 1973 to the International UFO Bureau in Oklahoma. But it then turned out that they thought it was probably Venus in the sky. (laughs) But it's extremely interesting, Sean, and I think we need a, probably an update from you in a year's time when we've had even more sightings and possibly some more convincing evidence. Possibly that more convincing evidence, as you suggest, will have been generated by AI, about which you've written a lot more, of course.
1: Yeah, by then we'll be in the post-truth you know, environment. So you, you won't believe me and you won't accept my article. So <laughs> I'll,
0: just,
1: uh, I'll just have to put it on, in my blog or something.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll get it out there. the truth is out there thank you very much indeed sean Um, thank you uh, thank you please come on to americano again
1: great
0: thank you very much for listening to the americano podcast i would like to thank my brilliant producer natasha for and the rest of the spectators broadcast team if you like the podcast please leave a review on whatever platform you are listening to us on thank you very much god bless america